Hey there! Welcome to Well Dukes. This podcast is brought to you by UREC Health Promotion. Tune in every other Wednesday for conversations that we hope challenge what you know, think, or do in regard to your own health and wellness and helps you be Well Dukes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Well Dukes podcast. I am your host, Lauren Shutt, and today we are joined by a very special guest. Heather, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Lauren. My name is Heather Harris. I'm a registered dietitian at JMU in the University Health Center. So today we're talking about something that is um, very close to everything you work with on a day-to-day basis. So today we're talking about the five things you need to know about fad diets. So coming in at number one, we really want to get an idea of what are fad diets? Sure. So much like clothing fads that come and go, fad diets are styles of eating that are popularized for a period of time often as a result of testimonials or glamorizing before and after photos of someone who's experienced a weight transformation. Uh, They tend to be built on strict rules about eating, typically with a focus on eliminating certain foods or food groups with the promise of offering a quick fix for weight loss. Uh, Fad diets tend to fall into different categories like low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, high-fat, all um, with all these various categories, the diet industry has a diet to fit almost anyone's eating preferences. Um, additionally, some sell their own prepackaged bars, shakes, meals, and supplements, and many have entire books written on their particular style of eating. For a quick frame of reference of the diets I'm referring to, you can think of South Beach, Keto, Atkins, Octavia, Raw Food diets, and diets based on periods of fasting and so on. Some of these, like the keto diet, were actually originally created as medical nutrition therapy for specific medical conditions, such as to treat epileptic seizures in children, as in the case of the ketogenic diet. And they were never really intended as a nutritionally sound plan for the general population. But when patterns of weight loss are noted as one of the side effects complex styles of eating become popularized as a new way to lose weight, never mind the extreme risks. So each year, the U.S. News and World Report asks an expert weight loss panel to rank these diets in a variety of areas, so we can post the link to the 2023 rankings if people are interested in that information. But instead of using our time today to talk through the origins and ins and outs of each each diet, I'd really recommend first taking a step back from the nitty gritty questions and thinking bigger picture about how living in a fad diet culture impacts our mindsets towards our bodies and our food. Absolutely. So at number two, um, getting into that, do fad diets work? So as a dietitian, I often get asked the question by general um, friends or acquaintances, they'll say, hey, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the such and such diet. My friend has been doing it and lost such and such weight in two weeks. Does it really work? And my response is typically, well, that depends on how you define what works. So usually what people are really wanting to know is, will it actually help them to lose weight? Losing weight is their central concern as to whether or not the diet works. 
Um, the multi-billion dollar fad diet industry thrives under our culture's weight-centric approach, where weight is believed to be at the center of physical health, and weight also may become the center of someone's mental health and how they view themselves. So a weight-centric approach leads us to believe that weight can and should be controlled, and fad diets provide a quick fix solution. So who can resist a diet that promotes five pounds of weight loss in only one week? It feels like progress. But here's a plot twist. What if we shift our definition of what works when it comes to evaluating a style of eating and look at more than just weight, extending the definition to how does this work for the person's overall quality of life? Is it balanced and nourishing? Is it sustainable? Are its nutritional foundations backed by science? Is it promoting food and body positivity or is it breeding guilt and shame and body dissatisfaction? Does it allow for the relational nature of food or is it isolating the person from social situations? So professionally, I have adapted to this second definition of do fad diets really work and conclude no, fad diets do not work for a person's overall quality of life physical health, and mental health. Even from a purely weight-centric approach where you simply want to know if a particular diet works for weight loss, studies on fad diets show that while they may produce some initial weight loss, and sometimes it's rapid, they are not sustainable to follow. And thankfully, they're not sustainable because you would end up with all sorts of nutritional deficiencies on them. Um, but in reality, a majority of chronic dieters um, that may experience this initial weight loss end up with rebound weight gain, which tends to be higher than their starting weight. The potential for chronic yo-yo dieting and weight cycling, which is where your weight fluctuates up and down over and over again, is extremely hard on metabolic and cardiovascular health. Because of the initial rapid weight loss, though, and the belief uh, perseverance that weight is the same thing as health, Dieters are left to think, well, the diet works. The proof it was on the scale. It's just me that eventually failed because I didn't stick to all the rules because they think they were the failure, not the nature of the diet itself. They return to dieting in the future, lured back by this anxiety release of losing those first initial pounds. They're stuck in that weight-centric approach that puts weight at the center of all they do related to food and activity, sucking the joy out of it all and leaving them to sit in self-blame. So that really kind of lends right into our third point today at our third fact, which is can fad diets actually be harmful? Yeah, so fad diets can be dangerous because they attract individuals who are anxious for rapid change and therefore more susceptible to trying anything to lose some weight. Um, so I could package some cactus juice in a pill form and market it with dramatic before and after photos and someone desperate to change their body would likely buy it regardless of not being a medically safe product. Fad diets are based on achieving rapid weight loss, not based on health. And rapid weight loss is not the same thing as becoming healthier. Any plan that touts patterns of two or more pounds of weight loss per week is considered rapid weight loss, and patterns of rapid weight loss 
can be extremely unhealthy. If you're following a fad diet in the name of health, you may be surprised by this conversation. But the rigidity and low variety of these diets can lead to nutritional deficiencies if followed for the long haul. Um, I think most concerning to me, Lauren, is the fact that fad diets are a risk factor for a disordered relationship with food and body. They're also a risk factor for the onset of an eating disorder and can be actually mistakenly misused by an individual to actually try and control the behaviors of an eating disorder. So specifically, there are studies that have shown that a period of diet can precede the onset of bulimia as the restrictive nature of dieting can physiologically set the body to obsess about food, which can result in these binge and purge patterns. On the flip side, binge eating disorder, which is binging in the absence of a purge method, may lead someone to turn to the rigid structure of a diet in order to correct their binge eating patterns. So this may do even more harm as the individual focuses on making these rigid changes to food patterns without addressing the mental disorder underlying the binging. And this will likely perpetuate the binge behavior, self-blame, and shame. So we've really established the um, the danger of fad diets and how they can affect people. So if fad diets aren't recommended, at number four, what are healthier ways that you can alter your eating? Sure. So healthy patterns with food typically involve three key concepts. The first concept is the idea of getting a balance of foods from all the different food groups. So grains, proteins, dietary fats, fruits, vegetables, dairy products. The second concept is eating a variety of foods within each group. And the third idea is this, or concept is this idea of living in moderation versus extremes. So in this way, Healthy eating is intended to be flexible, positive, and interesting. Um, a good starting place is to plan to fuel your body adequately throughout the day by eating every few hours. This keeps your hunger and fullness from reaching extreme levels, which can prompt overeating, and keeps your met metabolism revved. Um, a next step um, would be to balance the foods at your meals using a tool like the MyPlate method, which recommends aiming for about a fourth a plate of protein, like your chicken, beans, or pork, a fourth a plate of grains, you can think rice, pasta, bread, and about a half a plate of colorful, a colorful variety of fruits and vegetables. Um, if weight loss is one intention of altering your diet, Keep in mind that healthy goals for weight loss range from averaging an, an average of half a pound to one pound weight loss per week. Um, and consider that plateaus are to be expected along the way as the body tries to adapt. Also, many factors can affect our weight beyond our eating and exercise. So keep in mind that these eating changes can promote health even if weight loss isn't achieved. A lack of weight loss doesn't mean you're not making nutrient-rich choices with a plethora of health benefits. Weight is only one of many measures of health and well-being. Um, the reality is that, is that when you shift to a mindset of taking care of your body from a health and well-being-centric approach, weight might not change at all in the short term. 
But if you don't have to have the weight loss right this second and are willing to be patient and respectful of your body, honoring hunger and fullness cues, um, the long-term outlook of maintaining a, um, the long-term outlook is maintaining a weight where your body can thrive. Um, that's much more likely to happen. So perhaps slow and steady wins the race in this case. <laughs> Absolutely. So at number five, um, we are really blessed on our campus to have a lot of resources here at JMU for people that are curious about diet and nutrition options. So if you could get us, give us an idea of what those look like. Sure. Um, so I mentioned I work in the health center, which is in the student success center. Um, if you if you wanted one on one nutrition counseling, um, you could schedule an appointment. Um, you would do that by calling the health center to schedule that appointment um, and also by logging into your um your MyChart and completing a nutrition questionnaire prior to that visit. So that would be an option for one-on-one -on -one nutrition counseling that's available to any student. Um, in UREC, we have some options that are more class-based. So they have cooking classes um, and some options for a nutrition analysis. Um, another option on campus, if you do feel like um, you are one that is susceptible to fad diets and that has led into some disordered eating patterns or potentially eating disorder. We also have what's called the HOPE team, um, which is the, the combined support of professionals from the Counseling Center, UREC, and the Health Center for those who might be suffering from disordered eating patterns or behaviors. Uh, the HOPE team can provide an assessment and then provide one-to-one -one, um, counseling in areas of um, counseling, nutrition, medical, um, and exercise. Also, um, it's important to note that um, the social determinants determinants of health can also impact our food behaviors. So um, if, if you don't have good access to food, maybe your meal plan is limited as far as how many meals you're eating on campus, or once you move off campus, maybe um, your finances are tight. Please know that we do have two campus food pantries. One is in Taylor down under and the other is in the ISAT building. Uh, these are places where you can go for access to food so that you can start to make changes with nutrition. Um, they have both shelf-stable foods there as well as fruits, vegetables, dairy products, um, and all students have access to that. Absolutely. The food pantry is such a great resource. Well, Heather, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, it's been great to learn from you. Closing out, I just want to remind everybody to follow UREC on social media at JMU UREC, and this will keep you up to date on all things UREC and all things Well Dukes. And as always, be well, Dukes. Thank you.